0: Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata,
1: And I'm Margot Moss. Midnight Menu Plus One is a food lifestyle show on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com. Brought to us tonight by Petite Pet Care. While you're at work or on vacation, you don't have to board your pet. He can stay in the comfort of his own home. For loving care when you're not there, Petite Pet Care. Find them at PetitePetCare.com.
0: Each week on Midnight Menu Plus One, Margot and I invite a member of New Orleans' restaurant and food community to join us, and we invite them to bring along their own guest, a plus One. We never know who the Plus One's going to be, sometimes a friend, a neighbor, a family member, a fellow restaurant colleague, but our special guest tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One is Brian Gilmore of Creole Creamery, everybody's favorite Ice cream shop uh, in the galaxy, so this is this is uh, very exciting for us. But before we introduce him, uh, Margo, do you have anything you want to share about your restaurant adventures this week?
1: Um, I don't have any event restaurant adventures, but I wanted to uh, put something out there. Go ahead. I'm just curious for you or maybe our listeners. Um, my husband has been sick, and that's a rare occasion. Oh, I'm sorry. And so he's a big baby, uh-huh. but also something that's. I found fascinating is he eats like gobs of garlic, uh-huh. and uh, you know like extreme amounts. Because like what does
0: that mean? Extreme amounts? Like, like he come home, he's just eating like an apple. He's, he's just well like like chewing like on cloves of garlic.
1: Uh, I had some dinner tonight, and he opened up. I had some minced garlic, and he literally took three like ice cream scoopfuls worth of garlic and added it to his small portion of food. Well, so what kind of food? It was just like a chicken, chicken and rice.
0: So he just he puts three big scoops of garlic.
1: Yes, in Yes, he feels it's going to heal him. So my oh, question for so you he do is: this day in and day out.
0: So no. I was wondering if that's what made him sick. No. Oh no, no, no this no. is what's going to make him better.
1: This is going to heal him. So well, if I'm he's got like
0: vampirism or something maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm wondering if uh, you do anything neck? peculiar or obsessive like with food. While you're sick. And maybe we can ask our guests that too. Well, one thing I
0: do is when I get sick, I do the opposite of what everybody else does. I believe that you need to move around because the thing is you're laying in bed, right? And your body's saying, to, saying, oh, okay, it's time to rest. We don't have to do anything. We, you know, And they can shut down. Whereas if you get up and, and stress yourself a little bit, like go on <laughs> a long walk, then your body goes, "Oh crap, we're, we're, it's crisis time. We got to get better. We got to get stronger." So as soon as I get sick, I go on a really long walk. So the last time well, I got sick, I had a hundred and two fever. I, I, I canceled most of my appointments that day, and I walked twelve miles. And you know what? I got better the next day. Okay. My fever went away. So I'm, I'm really into that. I think that's the craziest
1: thing I've ever heard. But maybe <laughs> it works. You could have just solved the. Blue I epidemic. guess we I
0: guess if we don't get sued we need to tell our listeners I am not a doc- I am a doctor but I'm not a medical doctor and uh and, and I have absolutely no knowledge behind that I've never read a study that says this works it's just my own personal theory so don't listen to me don't do what I do because that's ba- basically a rule <laughs> uh, in general don't do what I do Okay. Um, well
1: do you have anything uh, no not after really?
0: that now that that spent it all okay. uh, I'll have I'm gonna all have right. some really good stories next next week actually All right. but um, I'm planning some good stuff well, then this week we but let, get let's to Brian yeah guess, let's not delay anymore Brian uh, came to uh, through a tornado to get here literally <laughs> uh, there's a tornado watch I think he's broke in the law to come here I just walked but uh he drove so welcome Brian Gilmore of Creole Creamery. so Hi, glad to
2: have you here I'm happy to be here thank you
1: thank you very much for joining us um I could get into a serious question right away but I really I would like to know if you have any uh uh food crazy food I, uh ideas when you're That's under the I weather
2: have. oh when I'm under the weather
1: yeah, um, or oh, well, in general. <laughs> Wait, I know
2: what he's going to say you go ice cream. <laughs> ice cream is the cure <laughs> for everything. Yeah. Um, no, you know I um, I don't really have any good gimmicks. You know when I when I'm sick I I uh, I also do not like to, to lie around. I might I might do that a little bit at first. When it when it really hits me, I'll lie around for a little bit. But uh, uh, I like to move around too. I drink a lot of water. I drink a lot mm. a lot of water. And um, I probably eat healthier than I ever do in my entire life when I'm sick. You know, I, I'm not having ice cream or anything like that or, or um. you know, kids' cereal. I'm, Wait a second. I'm <laughs> having. You, you make ice cream for a living. You're going to acknowledge
0: uh, on the record that ice cream is not healthy for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what?
2: Uh, stop the presses. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a treat. It's, it's a dairy. Wait, it's not a food group? Well, oh. thank
1: you. So you're a very uh, honest guests you're not going to lie about you're not going to try and tell no, people I'm, that the ice cream can cure uh, what if they
2: make garlic ice cream <laughs> i have made garlic <laughs> ice cream yeah no way I, you really, really have made have, yeah. for yourself or I have a little story that i'll tell you about the, the garlic ice cream um this is so we've been open now at Creole creamery the uptown store anyway has been open for a uh, little over 10 years it was 10 years last february and probably about year two i made a garlic ice cream um it's, uh, it wasn't too bad either. You know, I roasted the garlic. It got nice and sweet. Um, and it never sold. It was one of those flavors, and every now and then there is one of those flavors that sits there. And you can see all these little trails through it of people who are like, that's really neat. I let, let me try that. And they taste them like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I'll have the cookies and cream. <laughs> um, but I made this garlic ice cream, and I think I made five gallons of it. Did so it smell bad? Big no, it smelled delicious. Oh. Like it roasted? It just didn't like- sell. I think if I were to make something like that again now, it would sell a lot better than it did then. Why? Things, Things have changed a lot in the last ten years. What's changed? People's palates and what they're open to um, have changed mm-hmm. a lot. Huh. Certainly, the customers that come into the Creole Creamery—you know—the first couple of years were kind of like this is nuts—and now they they expect and welcome sort of off the wall, unusual flavors. Huh. Um, but going back to the garlic ice cream, so we had this garlic ice cream. It wasn't really selling um <clears throat> we decided to pull it and i had i think i sold one tub of it it took forever to sell probably took like 2 weeks to sell that one tub so i pulled the other tub put it in the back freezer a lady came in and she's like where's that garlic ice cream it was so good it was so good she's like oh we still have a whole tub of it in the back it's not moving she's like oh well let me take home some quarts of it so it turns out this lady was taking home pints and quarts of this garlic ice cream and making a big hot bowl of spaghetti and serving it to her friend I was going to say that oh with a scoop of the ice cream you know it's no cream way. And, I was and guessing garlic and, and if I remember correctly I she had She's using other like stuff a gravy. Yeah, she put it on top and let the heat from the pasta melt it down into a cream sauce. Now, I don't know is, how good it was, but it certainly sounds fun, and and so we kept that in the back fun, for a, another couple of months for her in the back freezer. Wait, why didn't just, you try it though? You had some leftover. I never did try it. I never did do it.
1: Now, and honestly, did you like the garlic, or you just stuck with it because you made it? Did you taste um, it and like? I, I thought it was. Have
2: to- I thought it was pretty good. I thought it wasn't too bad. Uh, there, was, <laughs> there was a first attempt that didn't go out that was not so great. Um after which I decided this, I changed the recipe a little bit, said, okay, this is, I think the first time I had done it, I used, I kind of, uh, I kind of half-assed it. Like, I used some garlic oil, and I don't remember what else I did. This, But is this one, away. you put
1: real chunks of garlic I roasted, in. I
2: roasted it up, I got it nice and caramelized, and I pureed that up, and, and, and it tasted awesome. It tasted really good.
0: Huh. So yeah. Well, um... Speaking of ice cream, <laughs> I see a bag in front of you and yeah. some spoons, and I'm afraid that it's all going to melt, and <laughs> that would be a tragedy. So maybe we should if yeah, we yeah, have you ice bring cream to stuff, share.
2: Uh, if you want to try something. Yeah, what'd about. you bring? Uh, I just brought a little, I, I kind of ran in and grabbed a little selection of some of my favorite flavors of what we currently have. You know, we do a lot of seasonal flavors, and so they change constantly. But, uh, so let's see, this is some coconut sorbet in case anybody needed a cool. dairy-free option. This one here is called Chef's Perfect Chocolate. That's nice. a Valrhona chocolate with some fleur de sel and caramelized cocoa nibs. Mm. Wow. This one is one of my personal favorites. You yeah, won't we'll find on, that in the grocery store. I'm selection. on the last sub yeah. of this stuff at the shop because it's really a summer flavor, but I had some more left over. I made a big batch of it. This is called Mango Unchained. <laughs> <laughs> so good. This is mango ice cream with, um, with some local honey, huh. cayenne pepper, and Southern Comfort.
0: Wow. Tarantino never uh, yeah. imagined, Tarantino imagined anything up. that good. Yeah. Um, yes.
1: He's pulling Salty, out, smoky
2: chocolate almond. It's a dark chocolate oh, with some smoked wow. fleur de sel and roasted almonds. Give me a spoon. Mm. Um, oh, this is probably my favorite flavor that I make the entire year. This is pear with balsamic caramel. Ooh.
1: Wow. That's awesome. I've had. I've never had it with. So this has caramel in it? Balsamic the uh, the pear, pear. yeah, it's caramel,
2: a, yeah. I reduce down the the nice. balsamic vinegar. Margot it wouldn't be the first time. Add that share to spoon, uh, caramel sauce. <laughs> Lavender <laughs> honey, which is uh, one of oh, our yeah. most popular Love flavors. That, yeah. Steens molasses oatmeal cookie, another fall flavor. This is like and Willy Wonka
0: it. here. You just like, keep
2: bringing <laughs> it on up. How'd you <laughs> fit so much ice cream in that little bag? It's little scoops, little scoops. Wow, I should have brought more. Oh I guess. It's so good.
1: This is the coconut. The D- coconut it's sorbet. Dairy-free. Yeah, it's is, dairy-free. That's right. It has a really nice, creamy flavor.
2: Thank you. It, it does. I mean, that's. I wish I could take credit for that. Leave it to Margo to go for the sorbet. That's coconuts. What you Leave the coconuts alone, the you know. That's one. just pureed coconut meat, sugar, and water, and that's it.
1: It's just the first one I could reach.
2: All right. That was pretty noble of you, actually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. All right.
0: So, Brian, you're an overachiever. Thank you. <laughs> You're this is really this is <laughs> impressive.
1: Now, uh, will you uh, explain what fleur de sel is?
2: Yeah, fleur de sel is um, it's a type of sea salt. Um, uh, if you go up to like the the salt beds like say in the North Atlantic, um, all the salt that sort of floats up to the top, uh, and they sort of skim it off. So, I mean Almost literally the creme de la creme. Uh, it's the salt that they would skim off the top of those salt beds. It's really a finishing salt. You don't really cook with fleur de sel. You sprinkle it on top of something at the end. It's just got a really lovely, pure, oceany flavor.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it's, um, and it balances things out. It's not overpowering. Like yeah, it's, it's
2: true. It's it's not as acerbic as, like, uh, you know, table salt. Yeah. Um, You know, use it in the right proportions just like anything else, and you're going to get that salty flavor without it being, you know, disgusting.
1: (laughs) All right. Now let me step back a little bit. How did you learn to make ice cream?
2: Well, technically I I taught myself how to make ice cream, but my relationship with ice cream goes back a ways. Um, I worked at the local Swenson's Ice Cream, Oh, yeah. Out in Metairie on Severn when I was in, in high school and, and into my first year or so of college. Um, that location, um, they made the ice cream there for all the local Swenson's, it was a little, was a little local chain, all the little franchises. Yeah. So I think there were five or six at the time. They made all the ice cream at that location. Um, and it was much like the Krill Creamery is, uh, it was also um, a dine-in location. You had table service and waiters and that sort of thing. mm mm-hmm. um, so that's sort of where I cut my teeth. And David Bergeron, who's the owner of Creole Creamery, uh, he also worked there. And, mm. and we were, we've been friends since that time. So when, when Swenson's closed up, finally the last one closed its doors, um, David, who was looking to be a um, and I, who was you know, working in the kitchen, um, he, he came to me and said, you know, he had tried my ice cream and said, I know you're into this. Do you want to come and make ice cream? Um, and my first response was No. <laughs> uh, I, I had a little job. I had a little mm. job uh, alongside my plus one today as well, um, mm. doing production work, and it was doing all right. But uh, after that fell through around 2001, you can kind of guess what happened. Hey, what kind of production? Um, it was uh, it was uh, uh, software production. Oh, okay. So uh, at that point, I decided what's going on with the ice cream thing. It's like still want to make it happen, so we kind of teamed up and got this thing going. Uh, wow. But I had started making ice cream a few years before that, just in my home, in the same little Cuisinart ice cream makers that everybody else would use. But I was making flavors like pear and champagne sorbet and avocado ice cream, and I was giving it to my family and my friends, and everybody really enjoyed it. And that was where it ended, uh, until <coughs> excuse me, until David came to me and said, "Do you want to make the ice cream for this for this business?" Um, and and there you go, and the rest is history. Excellent. All right.
0: Well, I want to hear more about that, but your plus one just came in, and I think it's time for you to introduce yeah.
2: him. Uh, my plus one is a good friend of mine for many, many years. His name is Armand Sattapur, and he is the CEO of Theodent, which if you do, I guess <gasps> cool. you do know, yeah, of the local, um, uh, well, I should say it's now gone international, but it's a, a New Orleans-based business, and they make the uh, the chocolate toothpaste is what people call it. So this is Armand Sattapur.
3: All right. Hello, everybody.
1: Thank you, Armand, for coming you here. And joining him tonight uh,
3: My pleasure, I've known Brian for a long time Actually, we've been friends since
2: high school, coincidentally And so, very happy to be here Did
3: you go to Bo- Brother Martin together?
2: We did It's oh. funny, we both went to Brother Martin Although senior year, Oman left and went to uh, a school in Houston But we didn't really know each other at Brother Martin We kind of knew of each other We didn't, We only became friends at, at Tulane And we're like, oh. oh, we went to high school together How about that? <laughs> you weren't the so. same year, were you? We were. We were you same were the year. same year, too? Yeah. It's not like a huge yeah. school, right? How many were in your class? Yeah, I think there were 230, something like that okay. in our class. Huh. But uh, I think Armand was in all honors classes. That <laughs> <laughs> must have been what it was.
1: Um, Armand, what, so when y'all met, you were in computer software? Well, I mean, Actually, is that we, what
3: you, I, we, we met each other at Tulane, actually. Uh, yeah, during uh, undergrad at Tulane. But um, as Brian mentioned, when we finished up, uh, I worked for a computer software company, educational software company doing digital media, and uh, Brian was interested in it. So we, we uh, reconnected and we started working together over there.
1: And uh, what, what does that mean? What did you do in uh, digital media? We life? did
3: mainly digital video production. So it was an educational software company uh, that did software mainly. So we were taping you know, math lessons and you know that kind of stuff. Editing it together And those it was our, our day job Have you ever okay. seen uh, Office Space? Yes <laughs> yeah. Pretty much like Office Space <laughs> Very much like <laughs> Office Space
2: Although um, we, we had a number This is true In our department um, We had a number of Stand up comedians Literally stand up comedians I'm not How many? Like four? Yep, yep. Um, So wow. It was actually a really fun job Working with those guys um, I got the job Because I was I had some experience Doing sound um. Some had some recording studio experience. Yeah, you're you're a musician, right? I'm a musician. Yeah, so I had gotten the job to do all their their sound work for them. Huh. Now, did you have anything to do with the development of the tooth of the uh, chocolate toothpaste
0: flavor? Um, did you? I uh, did.
2: Well, only tangentially. Uh, I did. I I did the flavors for the for the Theodent line. You do? Yeah.
1: Okay. Huh. <laughs> now, <laughs> tell us please. about Theodent, please, uh, so and how it came to you and.
3: Definitely, yeah. Theodent is that basically like God tooth. It's uh, So theobromine, which is the molecule for which the toothpaste is actually named oh. after, was dubbed by Linnaeus in 1752. It's a genus species of the cacao tree or plant, theobroma cacao. So theo is the gr- Greek root for food, broma the Greek root for, I'm sorry, theo the, the Greek root for God, broma yep. the Greek root for food. So literally chocolate was named food of the gods. And so the, <laughs> uh, the active ingredient in the toothpaste is actually theobromine, which is a molecule similar to caffeine.
1: And how did you, uh, this concept come to you? Did you uh, wake up from a dream or years of science and computer background? I- Co-
3: coincidentally, uh, goes back to high school with my mentor, Dr. Nakamoto, who is a PhD in nutrition from MIT. He worked at the dental school at LSU for 30 years. He's taught, you know, pretty much every dentist in Louisiana physiology, and it was part of research that we were doing uh, back then. It was an accidental in high school? finding. Mm-hmm.
0: So did you give You're, him any roles? He really was guy. Okay. Basically, <laughs> his lawyer should be like writing a letter right now. You just admitted on the air that uh, <laughs> it was
3: all his idea. Yeah. No. Well, we're well, we're actually in business together. Um, oh, okay. We have still, uh, yeah. D- Dr. Nakamoto is also a co-founder of the company, um, but it, the the research really started, you know, back then and uh, continued. I ultimately did uh, research. For my doctoral thesis at Tulane, when I graduated, where we looked at this molecule against fluoride, and we determined or actually found out that it works better than fluoride and can actually physically rebuild your enamel. So we it can rebuild it your enamel. Yes, sir. That's again. revolutionary. It is. This pretty, is so pretty cool. Have you proven this? Yeah, we have. We have a. Do other people agree that you've proven this? <laughs> we do. We we actually just came back from the American Dental Association wow. National Conference in San Antonio. And uh, we released the results of a big clinical trial actually last year. We went up against uh, prescription Sensodyne, and we actually beat it on all four measurements affecting sensitivity because, again, it can physically rebuild the enamel. So it, it uh, rebuilds the structural integrity of the tooth and Cause makes you're it the not fir- sensitive. Because
0: basically there's no other product that rebuilds enamel that's in toothpaste, is
3: there? Correct. Well, actually, fluoride can't help you rebuild the enamel. All it can it
0: do is just protect it protect from further you
3: decay. From erasure, and
0: fluoride, yep. some people think, causes cancer, right?
3: Uh, there are some studies that show there was a study out of Harvard, uh, I, I believe a doctoral student by the name of Elaine Bassin, that found a correlation between fluoride and osteosarcoma in young boys. Um, I mean, there are tons of studies. <sighs> correlation doesn't prove causality, but yeah. still
0: there's there's something there, huh?
3: I mean, there's definitely reason for concern. I mean, a lot of people, you know, every every tube of fluoride toothpaste in the United States has to be marked that you know can't be swallowed so there's definitely something there in, t- in terms of
0: ingestion how am i missed I've been, I've been
2: and d- let me chime in and say i have i have twin daughters who are three and a half they have only used theodent uh they also make a theodent for kids which tastes like, like like chocolate um, thanks, thanks to, they to brian have, it tastes like chocolate. <laughs> they have only used theodent toothpaste um and we just came from the dentist office today for their six-month checkup and the dentist they have no plaque they have no cavities she said their teeth look beautiful
1: and they how old are they they're three and a half that is incredible because you know a three and a half year old is not scrubbing no. hard. And there's really, the
2: there's really no, you know, they make those uh, fluoride free toothpaste for toddlers and, and yeah. younger. Right. There's, so really, there's really nothing uh, uh, beneficial in those toothpastes, it's just sort of a training toothpaste. Oh. Um they don't really help keep the plaque off the teeth, and, and, and they certainly don't rebuild enamel. So what's the drawback? Why um, isn't everybody in America using your toothpaste right now, just because they haven't heard of
0: it yet? I mean, to me, it sounds like, okay, so if you can actually do everything toothpaste traditional toothpaste do, plus rebuild enamel, and it tastes like chocolate, what the hell else do you need? I mean, is it is it $1,000 a tube? Like, why isn't everybody using it?
3: it? It is slightly more expensive, so we sell that toothpaste in about 200 whole food stores nationwide, and it retails oh. for about $10 Um, It's expensive for us to produce because the ingredient is natural, et cetera. But um, it just takes time, you know, for Mm -hmm. people to learn about it. We educated about four hundred dentists at this uh, this conference, and it just takes a little time for it to, you know, to grow stronghold in the marketplace.
1: Well, I have to tell you, um, I I have bought it before, and you're out. At the Whole Foods, okay. and that's Once exciting again, to me. No, that means it is so in demand. It's not a complaint to me. Now, right? To me, I I I'm thought I was complaint. excited because to me that meant people are uh, buying it and and believe in it.
3: Definitely. Well, so after the uh, we released the results of that clinical trial that showed that it's better than Sensodyne for sensitivity. We got slammed with uh, with orders quite a bit, and it was really hard for us to keep up. Uh, we are totally solvent, though, on all three products in the inventory now, and it uh, should be in, in your Whole Foods. Is okay, it made wait, in the
0: wait, U.S., wait. or is this made, like, where is this made?
3: It's definitely made in the U.S., yes. Uh, it's made in an FDA-inspected registered facility in the States. That's
0: terrific. And I think everybody else's
3: is made in China, isn't it? Uh, pr- well depends i think it depends on the manufacturer but yes definitely a lot of the toothpaste are certainly made in china and they don't you know for mass market they're not uh, they don't really care the same about people the that make the drywall
0: and the the, the bad enamel <laughs> and the paint on the kids toys and all that yeah pretty much yeah so
1: it's safe for kids to ingest and in is there any collaboration on a Theodent ice cream flavor? <laughs> or? Uh,
3: uh, I mean, the kid's toothpaste <laughs> tastes pretty, pretty, pretty tastes good. good. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: the only way this story could get better. Is If <laughs> all of a sudden you said no, and you could have the same effect by eating ice cream, that's a, no it would okay. rebuild <laughs> the enamel in your teeth if you just eat ice cream. Of course, theodent, we couldn't put fluoride right. in ice cream because it says on the tube you can't swallow it. Or that's it'll, right. you, it'll give you cancer. But, but this stuff you could. Get on it. Okay. Come on. I oh want you to call it Ray, <laughs> though. Can you happen. call it Ray Ray? Give me what a week. Do you Give me mean a week.
1: Call it Margo. You can't, <laughs> just because you like the idea, it can't be named after you. You said it typically. <laughs> if it's if it's not going to be I, called I stuck theodin. my neck out.
0: I think this is my idea, really.
1: The Theoden ice cream. Roll back the tape. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say um, that you had s- other three products. What yes. What do you What do you all sell besides? Uh,
0: oh, you brought samples of this, oh, too. Of course. I brought This is the best
1: show ever ice cream and, and he's gonna
0: fix my teeth
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we have this is the uh the theodent kids which is the chocolate flavor. what a good
0: looking box isn't it beautiful isn't it? that is the most handsome box i've ever seen for you see the tube? Tube. so you're not the
1: creative guy because you're too you brainy one. who is the who is the uh you know actually the... we
3: work with a local um uh local graphic designer, designer oh come on here. it was
0: designed in new orleans too it was
3: designed in new orleans <laughs> this
0: keeps getting
3: better and uh, the packaging's oh. won um, a, a Red Dot Design Award, which is that's the most it. prestigious international design award uh, in the world. And then they are design awards for toothpaste boxes? Well, it's for everything. Packaging. Uh, oh, okay. Apple's won, you know, oh, Mercedes-Benz, okay. you know, the big industrial design companies. Uh, I people can that that have see because it's not open. Can I open go, it? Yeah, go can for it. Can you
1: share who the company is that helped? Because we want to support. I mean, that's a, p- a big honor. That, uh,
3: it's actually a designer, local graphic designer by the name of Ren Ren Lan. Wrencher Lynn, who uh, who helped us with with the packaging.
1: So you have it looks like a candy candy bar. Crystal mint, (laughs) the kids' chocolate.
3: Yep, whitening chocolate chip for the kids.
1: And and what is the white packaging?
3: The white is our uh, extra strength. It's our clinical strength, and it's also in the. uh, whitening crystal mint but it has more of the active ingredient and we actually why doesn't all of it have more of the active ingredient is it more expensive it's more expensive in fact that tube is a hundred dollars a tube so
0: whoa (laughs) and i just opened it i just ruined a (laughs) hundred dollars Oh, that's well, for you, you guys. You I ate twelve dollars of ice cream, item? and then I and then I then I then I. We're, then
1: we're I, gonna fight. We're gonna <laughs> wrestle over who gets. The <laughs> that's right. You're gonna have to manage your chair.
0: Let's arm wrestle, <laughs> Margo.
1: <laughs> Grant had to cut during because we were getting so crazy over the ice cream, and now we might go to blows over the. Uh, oh yeah,
0: no, I think we got to flip a coin for Well, you brought three tubes though, but those are like ten bucks. It's the hundred buck tubes. Oh man, all right, you can have the hundred buck tube. I'll take the two ten dollar tubes. But I'm I'm all sold. Right. I'm Disney only. I'm throwing away all my toothpaste tonight. This is okay. all I'm ever going to so use
1: again. So uh told us that he doesn't have any weird like food things. W- well, at least around health. But I see you were <laughs> you were eating halls. Yes. Do you have any other? Uh, thing you do besides uh hauls when you're feeling under the weather uh and brush your teeth well not not really no No. i might go with peroxide
3: or something but no no, nothing food related
1: okay um brian yeah so i mean i know uh you you were asked to come and uh work in ice cream but I w- what uh, gave you the courage to really follow through and do it? Um,
2: I had wanted to work in a I'd worked in a kitchen um, briefly uh, in fine dining downtown, and that quickly cured me of my sort of chefly aspirations. There are a lot of things that went into that decision to, to leave that um
0: well, ice cream is, you know, you can, the shop is open regular hours. It's not in the middle There's of the night. There's a lot of and, advantages
2: yeah. to my kitchen versus uh, a hot kitchen, you know, at, mm-hmm. a, at a restaurant. Um, running around, yelling at people, getting yelled at, sweating, trying to cook while you're sweating. Where'd you um, work? Who, who yelled at you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody yelled at me. <laughs> uh, but I worked, I worked briefly uh, for the Brennan Company. Oh, okay. Um, and, and it was a good experience too. It just wasn't for me at that time of my life um and that and after that is when i decided to find something else and was when i started doing uh some sound engineering and and, and production work um but the great thing about my, my kitchen is it's a one-man show so i am to blame for every problem and i am i got all the praise when something goes right um so no one else makes ice cream. Every every bite of ice cream ever had every, yep. at Creole Creamery has at been made of by the your hands. It's, it's made by me in the on the, the Pretania location. That's where my kitchen is. Oh. Um, and, and and it's also I don't really get in the weeds because uh, you know when I make ice cream, it's a two day process of of once it's made, then it's a two day freezing and thawing process. Um, so I'm not trying to get stuff out to customers, you know, on mm. the fly. Oh. Now ice
1: cream. And your product, the aden, they're both natural, I mean great ingredients, obviously. Mm-hmm. What is the um, like shelf life on fresh made ice cream in your store and and then I want to know what the what the longevity of the
2: once it's frozen, I've got a pretty good shelf life. I mean uh, i I would say it could probably last. Eight to ten months, if frozen. But huh. I, I, I never have ice cream in the freezers Last for time. more than a couple of weeks at the most. If it's not, if it's not selling, it might be there for two weeks. Now you said there was a thawing process you mentioned before. I'm
0: ignorant of this how this okay. process works. So, well, so you actually, you're freezing it um, to a greater degree than what we're than how we're eating it. I mean, what's what does that mean?
2: Well, one of the reasons that I'm able to make ice cream as as uh, smooth, you know, free of ice and has really a really good mouth feel, a really good texture to it. Uh, a, it's because I'm using really big, expensive machinery. I mean, I'm using a big Emery Thompson machine that costs like you know thirty-five thousand dollars, something like that. Uh-huh. And it makes ten gallons at a time. Um, but one of the really important things is once you make the ice cream and it comes out of the machine, it sort of comes out in soft serve consistency. You huh. seal off the top of it with some wax paper or or, or uh, cellophane or something like that, and so no air moisture gets into it and compromises the product. It goes into um, hard boxes or, or blast freezers that we keep at negative 30. Huh. Um, freezes them really hard, really fast. Uh, it stays there overnight, at least overnight. Uh, next morning, I'll pull them out. They're hard as a rock. It goes into storage, which is about zero degrees, and it takes about another 24 hours to slowly thaw to, to zero. zero degrees. And then when it goes out front, it goes into the – so we have uh, two tubs for each flavor, one on top, one on bottom, uh, sort of on deck, waiting um, and then it'll take, you know, a little bit of time for that bottom flavor to thaw to scooping temperature as well. So, what's scooping temperature at? Uh, it's usually somewhere, those freezers are usually kept at around 15, but we open them all day long. So, you know, you're looking at somewhere around, uh, 25 degrees, huh. somewhere in the 20s. Um, but, uh...
0: Now what would happen if you just ma- went from the soft serve stuff right to the
2: 25 degrees? It would it would be terrible. It would be icy and funky and you know, huh. you know if you if you have a pint of ice cream at home and you pull it out of the freezer and you scoop some out or maybe you eat it right out of the pint and you put it back, if you put it back, <laughs> if you don't <laughs> finish it, and next time you take it out, it's going to be icy and funky and right. a, a layer of uh, like a That's film over the top it of it
1: I always thought there was something wrong with my freezer well like. there's nothing
2: wrong with your freezer what, what happens is A you want to keep ice crystals forming on the top so every time you put it back in you want to seal off the top like get some paper or, or cellophane oh. pressed down on the top of the ice cream but more importantly once ice cream is frozen you can't thaw it and then let it freeze up again you can't sort of thaw it even by a little bit and freeze it again those molecules that gel together so beautifully and give you that creamy product they break and they'll never gel together again, which is why you get freezer burn and things like that. Huh. Wait, did so, you just
0: give us a tip? Now, hold on a second. Yeah, I did. So if it, That's a good so tip. If I, so if I get a, a carton of ice cream and I take a few scoops out, I immediately put back in the freezer. I should put some sulfane over top of it. Yeah, definitely. So there's no extra air in the container because the air has moisture, and that's going to that's to right. compromise the product. That's right. Didn't know that. Did you know that? Marla? No, I've no. Never I'm seen so it. excited. Never that. that sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do that. Okay.
1: Huh. And. Go ahead. I, well, um, sourcing, mati- like you use uh a certain quality uh, of product, right, sure. Brian? And um, do you enjoy um, or do you source, how do you f- uh, source, like let's say you come up with a flavor, um, how do you go about sourcing the ingredients well, and knowing what. there's
2: all kinds of different ways that. That uh, at first there's, there's all kinds of ways to inspire me to, to come up with a new flavor um, once I've got an idea for something um, I kind of go on the hunt if I can get something locally I'll get it locally okay. um, if I can get something cheap I'll get it cheap <laughs> you know um, but that question of the ingredients that I use is the most important question I do not ever want to want to skimp on, on quality um, because you taste it I taste it for sure and it huh. means a lot to me. Um, so, when I'm looking for um, my ingredients, I kind of have I have certain places that I know I can go. I know I can go to to, uh, the, to the local markets. I can go to Holly Grove, you know, and I'll use what's seasonal. And that's another thing is that I I do a lot of seasonal flavors. So I kind of already know. Well, when when I'm getting peaches, I can get them from from Rustin, or I can get them. I can go to Holly Grove and get something good. So. This,
0: this interests me, um,
2: and I, it just occurred to me. Okay, so if, if we
0: go into any other restaurant besides yours, pretty much anywhere in the city, uh, you get a menu. The menu, everything's not one price. Everything's different prices. But when you go to an ice cream uh, place, now as I'm hearing you speak about the different kind of ingredients you use, there's a
2: wide variety of ingredients, a wide variety of prices, but the ice cream's priced all the same. Or one, fl- one flavor that I make that's kind of expensive I make in the summer uh, is called Champagne Violette. It's champagne ice cream with uh, a little bit of lemon zest and candied violet petals, mm. little crunches, almost like little flowery pop rocks in the champagne ice cream. It's mm. a delicious wow. flavor. It's kind of expensive flavor to make too. Um, now we don't lose money on it, but it certainly makes a lot less of a there's a lot less of a profit margin on something like that than on you know vanilla, something mm. like that, mint oh. chocolate chip. Oh. Um, but when you are offering those kind of flavors. That's going to bring people in. That's why people keep coming back. And when I'm changing those flavors and when when the champagne violette's gone, well, the pear and balsamic caramel is going to be there to take its place. You know, things change throughout the course of the year. So. Have you
0: ever thought about offering like a crazy expensive flavor and then uh, charging a little extra for that?
2: I've done that once. What was that? Well, I, I do it, I haven't actually done it this year, but there's a. I make a foie gras ice cream. <laughs> and it is really awesome. expensive to make. So this ice cream have I you make. Tried that, I have not. Mom? You have not? <laughs> no. I, I take uh, two lobes of, of foie, and uh, I basically I, you know, foies are like uh, foie gras is like ninety percent fat, you know, something like that. Yeah. So I I cook it down to where there's nothing but fat, and then I sort of strain out the solids. Then I get some sugar in there, and I caramelize the fat, and I use that to make the base of the ice cream. Then I add a little bit of sauternes to it, a little bit of wine, a dessert wine to it. Um and How I do you know it's going to work? I mean that's crazy because you, you well, I mean, I not, knew
0: you're not usually <laughs> using meat in your ice
2: cream, right? So <laughs> that's not something you're used to working it's with. It's true, but it's fat. It's fat as okay. fat. So and fat's like oil like, essentially. Yeah. It's yeah. it's, it's deli- I mean I've made a duck fat ice cream with okay. some peach and stuff too. So um and then I swirl in like I'll make like a, a huckleberry or a blackberry coulis, and I kind of swirl that a ribbon that into the foie gras ice cream. And Delicious that makes flavor. Makes sense because now, they
1: go together. I mean that, that would he drizzled over Yeah,
2: exactly. can you can do it on think the first... Did, did it turn out against.
0: well on the first shot, the first time
2: you, it was you tried pretty it? pretty good from the get-go, I have to okay. say. Okay, because,
0: I mean, you make a mistake with that now. That's a pretty expensive
2: mistake. Now you got to run out and get some more foie gras or whatever. Yeah, and, it's true. Yeah. Uh, no, I did... I, I, I managed to... I <laughs> made it work first time out of the gate. But I've gotten I've gotten pretty good at, at over the course of the years of... Knowing what's going to work and what's not going to work. If I have something that doesn't fly, it usually flies because not enough people like that flavor. Yeah. But it's rarely a case of, oh, I messed that one up. Um, but to get to the point of that story, the foie gras flavor, I didn't raise the price of that scoop. But we charged uh, a 50 cent uh, surcharge to taste it. Because people would <laughs> want to come in and <laughs> yeah. taste it. And really, we go through, you would not believe the amount of samples, free samples, we go through. You've seen that sign that we keep in the back that says, don't be a tasting hog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We go through ten thousand uh, tasting those little wooden spoons every three months, and each one of those ten thousand every, every three months. Three months. Yeah, thirty-three hundred a month. A uh, hundred a day now,
0: if you're open every day, one hundred and ten a day.
2: That's about right. Yeah, I mean we'll do more than that on the weekends, unless not during the week, but on math math way. average, <laughs> yeah. Now here's the thing. Wow, I get it. I get that when you have flavors like that, you want to taste them. How before many hours you a day you open. Them. Yeah, and, and <laughs> we're open every day at every noon until ten in the only eleven on weekends. I mean, they don't <laughs> know yeah. that
1: ninety nine other people. It's true. That's ten tasty. spoons an hour. That's like one that. every six minutes
2: yeah, with that foie gras flavor. Everybody <laughs> wants to try it, but not everybody's going to want to buy it. Well. And I'll admit also that the amount of fat in that flavor makes it a tough scoop to eat. The entire scoop, you know. Uh. So we charge fifty percent surcharge for tasting it, but then if you buy it. You don't pay the fifty cents. That fifty cents is absorbed back oh, into the price of the brilliant. ice cream.
1: How nice! You don't buy. It, nice. You pay the
2: fifty cents. I
0: got to. I got to confess something to you. My my daughter. I'm offended every time. Uh-uh. I, I sometimes don't take it to Creamery because of this. She always gets like three samples. It's like just just get the damn <laughs> just go in and pick one. They're all good. Well, they're know, all good.
2: Just pick which one looks good to you. I had an idea a few. She's years 11. ago. She's eleven. I mean, I, that's you know, okay. Okay. But I had an idea a few years ago that has really kind of taken it's it's helped solve that problem uh, is our our mini scoop sampler which was not an idea that I thought was going to change our business that much, but the yes. amount of people. Who, so we do these little golf ball-sized scoops, and oh, you can get brilliant. four or six mini scoops for people who just can't decide. Weekend night, there's a line out the door, you know, and they're kind of standing there, I want to taste this, I want to taste that. And oh. We offer them the sampler, and the sampler's got to be one of the most popular things on our menu. Wow. Now, uh, do you ever eat frozen yogurt? Yes. Really? I, I love hate it. frozen yogurt. I love frozen yogurt. I'm,
0: I'm with the guy from Parks and Recreation. He, he wrote a. He, you, ever see, you ever hear that quote? He wrote a review on, online of a yogurt place, and he said,
2: "Be ice cream or be nothing. Zero stars." <laughs>
0: That's how I feel about uh, well, frozen yogurt. I feel a like about though.
2: things like non non dairy, you know, coconut milk ice cream and yeah. soy ice cream and things like that. I'm kind of like, well, you can call it ice cream, but you got to put quotes on that. <laughs> it's not really ice cream. <laughs> it's uh, no but cream. Not gonna be ice cream. I love, I love. I like frozen yogurt a lot. And we, take okay. our, we, take, we take our kids out to. Where do you go? Be- I usually go to Pinkberry. Pinkberry, okay, yeah, where Now, where do you go for gelato? Do you go to gelato in town? I don't go that often. Um, I think La Divina makes, yeah, some pretty incredible that's gelato. Seems they to do some the some yeah. really good stuff over there. Yeah, but I don't I don't get it too often. My kids love. I think my kids just like to say Pinkberry. Yeah. So if we're if we're if they start to see out of the car that we're near Pinkberry and they start screaming Pinkberry, I'll I'll take them to Pinkberry. Yeah, yeah. I got possessive when a yogurt place uh, opened uh, near you. Uh, not too long ago The one directly across the street Yeah, yeah.
0: And it got me really <laughs> I got really upset When I saw people go in there And stuff And I, I guess don't You, you got nothing to worry about You're, we have, you're, you're doing no, fine
2: No we, we don't There was a lot of people Who were wondering But
0: I got really upset When my, my wife took my daughter there uh, Soon after that one She only did it once
1: Wait wait wait, wait,
0: wait. I'm sure it's great I'm sure Let, the place let's is great Let's ask Brian
1: wh- Why would people be upset it's, it's yogurt It's not ice cream I mean well, you, did you, did yeah, we you we We're going
0: both though if they're going to get the yogurt, it means they're not getting the ice Yeah, cream. if you're okay. heading out
2: for frozen dessert, that would be uh, – you, you could consider Froyo places as our competition. Um, and we'll often get people uh, who you – know, kids from, from local you know, the schools in the neighborhood will split up and one will go over to Yogurtland and some will come over here and then they'll walk in with their Yogurtland cups, which is fine. Not a big deal. We're we're not hurting for yeah. business. A lot of people thought you're that, always busy, that, yeah. that that was going to be a kind of a threat to our business and, and we would just get busier and busier. So we, That's great. we just don't sweat that at all.
0: Now, your location is, is still has the letters, the great neon from McKenzie's. Sure does. Now, McKenzie's was, uh, we know it now as the, the chicken place up in Gentilly, but originally <laughs> yeah. it was, uh, I think it's the same
2: family, or it was at one point, right? But, but originally I, it was a bakery. There's a connection that I don't really understand the connection. I think they but
0: eased into chicken at some point yeah. from bacon or whatever, but I mean, it was. Chicken a, and McKenzie's. It, was, chicken a, and it was an iconic, yeah, it was an iconic um, bakery. McKenzie's is sort great of. great chicken, v, by the way.
2: The uh, quintessential, now defunct. Ain't there no more New Orleans Bakery? There right, was like right. thirty of them. There was one in everybody's neighborhood, um, and you know, slowly they just started to disappear. And it
0: didn't go straight from McKenzie's to to, uh, to Creole Creamery. Did it, it did. Uh, it, did? Okay. it did.
2: So that 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 actually the building that we're so in this is one of the last ones. Is man, huh? the first Mackenzie's.
0: That was the first so, one.
2: Yeah, that's why. So when you see that sign lit up and everything, that's because it's a registered landmark, and we actually had to restore the storefront. Um, the Mackenzie's had closed down. It reopened under new management, and then the health board shut them down. And it was a a mess when we got in there, uh, gutted to the studs. Um, But what a what a serendipitous location for us. Yeah. Um, you know, the guy who owned, we own the building now, but at the time, uh, a, a guy by the name Jim McPhail owned it, and he took a poll from some of the, the locals in the neighborhood oh, asking. Jim McPhail, oh, he's, he was the owner. He, he was the owner of, of that stuff. property, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He does own a lot of stuff, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> he took a poll to see what people wanted there, and, and the, I think number one was a coffee shop, and number two was an ice cream shop. And they got the coffee shop next door now. Now yeah. we have the coffee shop next door. That place yeah. is great. And um yeah. We, we, we just we love our location, and it was, especially the first few years. So that's a when nobody, property. You went nobody, from the iconic yeah. bakery to the iconic nobody ice cream knew, place. Yeah. had heard of Creole Creamery. It was really easy to tell them, you know, we're in the McKenzie's building, look for the McKenzie's sign.
0: Well, this what, is so interesting. we got to get back to our what, plus one. Really yes, five I have a left. question
1: for um, Armand. Sure. So uh, how has your life changed since you started Theoden? I mean, you, were, were you in another were you in a career and that has changed or is this a side thing or has it become a
3: it's definitely not a side thing no if anything it's <laughs> gotten more and more um you know taking up more and more of my time but we uh basically founded the company as soon as i finished my phd uh at tulane in 2007 what was your phd in i did bioinformatics at tulane okay yeah huh so okay. it's, it's related we can skip over <laughs> I don't yeah. know what you, no that one wants that means. to hear about that
1: <laughs> so you finished your phd and you s- started the Company, y'all.
3: Uh, correct. Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Nakamoto, I, Joseph Fuselier, and uh, Skip Simmons from UNO, we all co-founded theodent in May of '07 when uh, when we finished the research where we compared it to uh, to fluoride, basically, and showed that it works better than fluoride to remineralize the teeth. So, if that if if those trials had not come out that way, then you wouldn't have been in the toothpaste business, probably. Correct. Yeah, I might probably be a professor at Tulane or teaching in the School of Science and Engineering or. Or something like that Were you pretty confident
0: I mean did you Going into it Did you think this is really Going to work
3: You Uh, you just didn't know It's research You don't know You don't know know. Until you start studying it And then you know Magic bubbles up to the top
1: Are you uh The the front man Like the people person Are you out there Uh And are are other people involved as much as you are? We
3: definitely have other people involved. I'm the the president and the CEO of the company, so I handle mostly, you know, the business side of things. Um, Dr. Nakamoto is our chief scientific officer. Uh, Joseph, who is an associate professor at Tulane, also helps us with our tech transfer. Um, So I get to manage uh, the patent portfolio, which is kind of stressful because we have 104 pending patents worldwide right now. We have two issued in the U.S., um, Dr. Nakamoto is continue to uh, continuing to, to kind of oversee the research. So the eighty patient clinical trial that we did last year that gets overseen by him. Uh, we have a VP of Professional Sales, Carter Higginbotham. She just finished her MBA at Tulane, as sharp as a, a whip, and, and just fantastic to work with. Uh, director of Operations and Media, Jansen Hubbard, who uh, helps us. So, I mean, it's a nice team. It's we're a small group though, and we all kind of wear a lot of hats, obviously. But um, it's it's really fun. It's what a, a great really innovation! Though
0: New Orleans is going to be known as the place where this was discovered, and this is something that probably every toothpaste is going to be wanted. Every brand is going to want to have a have a I have a uh, a model or a, a line that incorporates this, right? I mean, is how's the patent work? Like, is this is this similar to, like drugs? When you get a new drug, you get you get exclusive use of that for ni- seven or nine years,
3: whatever it is, and then eventually generics can come out. And all. is that how it is? Or? It's, it's exactly how it is. Okay. So uh, in the United States, all fluoridated toothpaste are drugs. We're actually currently fortunate to be regulated as a cosmetic, which is why we were able to get it out on the market so quickly. But um, as time goes forward, we'll do some additional clinical trials. We will likely be pushed in the drug route, and if you you think about it, I mean it's kind of crazy to think about it this way, but uh, the only one disease that every human being on this earth suffers from is dental decay it's the <laughs> one disease that whether you're you know african american you're hispanic you're you rich know, or Asian, poor rich poor whatever young old, everybody's got it, everybody has to deal with and dental you have the cure we have an alternative to the current standard and i think that you know when you look at the research here's a, a study actually that was published in carrie's research i mean when you look at the data it shows at 71 times less the concentration this compound which is safe to swallow and in chocolate works better than than the current standard that's a pretty big deal for the city wow. and so um you know th- filing the patents that's you know we want to have a a, a stronghold on this technology and uh we we really feel it could be the new standard in in toothpaste around the world. Mm. Well, we just got a memo from okay. Crest. We need to shut down this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's from Grant, our
0: producer. That we're out we're out of time. Uh, and okay. I can't believe that was an hour. That just Gosh. raced by. Boy, we need to get one or both of you back both of you back again real soon because this is really there's endless uh, more um, angles to talk about with this. Um, did you have something else, Margot?
1: Well, I just wanted to make sure um, that both of them. Um, we will have links on our website, yes. but I would like y'all both to Brian for you to uh, tell us the locations and hours and how people can uh, sure, yeah, get our, information. Our, and uh,
2: our flagship store, which is uh, uh, forty nine twenty four Perchania Street, Uptown, um, and we have a store on Lakeview as well, sixty two sixty Vicksburg. Um, the Uptown store is open every day at noon and open till ten till eleven on Fridays and Saturdays. Lakeview store, we just started our, we have seasonal hours over there. So that store is open every day at 2, and now it's open until 9, 10 on the weekends. Uh, and we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can find us in all those places, too.
1: Great. And Armand, can you uh, tell us uh, if there's a website and where to get the Sure.
3: That? Well, we actually have uh, offices here at the New Orleans Innovation Center, which is at 1441 Canal Street. But if you want to buy Theodent uh, Whole Foods um, on magazine and Whole Foods on veterans, uh, the Broad Street location, Baton Rouge, and now Lafayette carries it in Louisiana. Wonderful. And uh, you can get it at Theodent.com. Our
0: special guest tonight at Midnight Menu Plus One was Brian Gilmore of Creole Creamery. And his plus one was Armand Satipour of Theodent. Yes. Okay. Uh, you can find out more about them by uh, about both Theodent and Creole Creamery by following the links on our website. It's neworleans.com. And uh, thanks tonight to
1: particular- Pet Care, for loving care, when you're out at uh, Creole Creamery or um, not running to the dentist because you've got new enamel, you're you're out having fun, uh, you can call Petite Pet Care to take care of your pets
0: thanks again to monkey hill bar on magazine street at monkey hill you can enjoy a five hour happy hour every weekday from 3 to 8 p.m and every tuesday is taco tuesday coronas margaritas and sangria specials plus two dollar tacos
1: that's it tonight for our show see you next time on midnight menu plus one till then i'm Margot moss
0: and i'm ray canada good night Good night. midnight menu plus one is produced by Margot moss Grant Morris and me, Ray Kanata. Our technical director is Chris Keogh.
1: You can find photos from tonight's show on our website, itsneworleans.com. On itsneworleans.com, you can also check out our blog. You can listen to lots more episodes of Midnight Menu Plus One and our other shows, including Out to Lunch, Happy the Hour, True to the Game, and Mindset.
0: You can hook up with me and Margo anytime by following Midnight Menu Plus One on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also Google Midnight Menu Plus One. We come right up.
1: The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to us by PreSonus Audio. For more information about PreSonus recording equipment, go to PreSonus.com.
0: Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for It'sNewOrleans.com. For all of us here at Midnight Menu Plus One, thanks for joining us. I'm Ray Kanata,
1: And I'm Margot Moss. We look forward to seeing you back here next week on Midnight Menu Plus One.